welcome to the Owning Your Sexual Self podcast, a place for you to listen and explore all things surrounding sex positivity. I'm your host, Rachel Main, sex therapist and educator, intimacy coach, awesome wife to my husband, Danny, board of directors member and team leader with Pure Romance, and best of all, a work from home dog mom to my favorite pups, Bane and Tater. After starting my Pure Romance business, I quickly learned how much sexuality education was lacking within my community and how much shame was placed on things like fantasies, masturbation, and sexual dysfunctions. I'm on a mission to make this world a more sex-positive place, and with this podcast, I hope to reach thousands of people. I'll bring real-life experiences to the surface and normalize them by offering a non-judgmental view. If you can get down with that, then tune in every Monday and let's change this fucking world. Hello, hello, hello. I hope everyone had a fantastic Mother's Day yesterday. Yes, it is May 11th, 2020, real time. But um, anyways, if you're not listening on current day, that's okay. Um, just a little little um, plug here. Even if it wasn't Mother's Day yesterday, maybe you want to reach out and give your mom a text, grandma a text, aunt, whoever that lovely woman in your life is, maybe your wife, sister, whoever it is, um, and just let them know that you're thinking of them, you know? Why not spread a little kindness today, whether it's day after Mother's Day or not? Um, and if you're someone out there that is without their mom, heart is going out to you as well. Um, Take this time to just reminisce on all those happy memories that you hold um, with that person. So anyways, okay, so today we are talking about sex after menopause. Um, This has been a topic that somebody reached out to me and asked me to record on, um, somebody that is going through quote-unquote the change herself. Um, And so I thought I could just shed some light on this topic and give some um, guidance around it and kind of what what I would see, say is helpful after you have experienced um, this change in your body. So um, first to start off, so if you are unfamiliar what menopause is, it occurs when a woman ends menstruation and fertility typically about 12 months after her last period. Um, the average age of menopause is about 51. However, women can start to experience symptoms of menopause, which is called perimenopausal, as early as age 40. Yes. How many of you just did some math on your fingers and counted down how close you are to the age of 40? Um, Yeah, definitely. I'm right there with you. So um, anyway, so um, these these symptoms that you can start to experience. So um, first, it, it you're going to start to notice possibly some changes in your period, um, maybe not lasting as long, maybe being less heavy, what, you know, just different changes around your period. Um, The most well-known thing, of course, is those super annoying hot flashes. You're just sitting there, um, you know, not even doing anything like strenuous or anything, and all of a sudden you just have this rush of hotness wash over your body, and not like the good sexy kind of hotness, just like, holy shit, somebody get me an ice cube sort of hotness. (laughs) Um, You might start to notice some differences in your sleep. Um, You might start to notice some differences in your mood. Um, Maybe you are going to notice some vaginal dryness, which is um, a lot of what our focus is going to be on today's podcast because I think that is definitely the most number one complaint when it comes um, from women when it comes to the topic of sex and menopause. Not just menopause by itself, the whole change, but definitely them trying to experience that intimacy after menopause occurs. 
Um, you might experience some problems holding in your urine. You might start to notice some vaginal atrophy, which is the thinning of the walls of the vagina. Um, and then also you'll maybe start to notice some decreased estrogen. All right, so now that you know what to kind of look out for, um, again, you guys know I am not a doctor, so I'm not here to, um, you know, really give any sort of medical-related advice, but you know that definitely if you're feeling like I just read off some of these things and you're like, well, shit, that might be me, um, definitely reach out to either your primary care physician, um, gynecologist, whoever, whoever you are um, seeing on a regular basis, whoever you might feel most comfortable talking about this with. Um, okay, so... Sex after menopause, there is a lot of changes to adapt to, right? Like the 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 decreased estrogen, the mood changes, the dryness, problems holding your urine. Like some of these things are just things that are that make us just feel like we're kind of losing losing who we are, right? We're kind of having to adapt to this new version of ourselves. So, um, some suggestions that I have for you first. Okay, so I talked about the vaginal dryness. Um, that is, like I said, that's probably if you're someone that has experienced menopause um, and you're engaging in penetrative uh, sexual activity, you the dryness is going to become very painful for you, right? And as you know, I'm here to save vaginas, make vaginas happy, healthy, and safe as, as possible as I can. Um, so, I'm going to recommend that you're going to use a silicone-based lubricant as well as a water-based lubricant. So let me kind of explain the differences. So a silicone-based lubricant is going to sit on top of the skin, whereas a water-based lubricant absorbs into the skin or tissue, however you want to explain it. So the reason why a silicone-based lubricant is better for penetration is because it sits on top, it's not absorbing into the vaginal walls. And so then that's making that less, one, it's helping with your dryness, but it's also creating that comfortable penetration because then that really tough friction is not happening because a silicone-based lubricant is there to kind of glide things along the way. Now, why I say use a water-based lubricant, I actually want you to consider using a water-based lubricant as part of your daily routine. And I would actually recommend this for, honestly, any woman that is out there listening to this podcast. Um, vaginal moisturizer is super, super helpful for us. It is healthy for us to have moisture in that area all throughout the day. So when I say use this as part of your daily routine, um, I'm talking like literally when you get up for the day, what is your morning regimen? You maybe wash your face, maybe you are a morning shower, maybe you exfoliate, maybe you shave your legs, maybe you just shave your armpits. I don't know. What are you doing? What do you do every day to kind of get your day started? Brush your teeth, right? So I'm just saying, I'm, I'm encouraging you to actually insert a water-based lubricant during that time as part of your daily regimen. Now here's what's going to happen. As I said, the water-based lubricant is going to absorb into your vaginal walls and so that's where it is just keeping it moisturized, especially for someone that is experiencing dryness because what will happen with the water-based lubricant, when you start to produce your own moisture, that will reactivate the water-based lubricant and that will kind of basically produce more moisturizer for you down there. However, for somebody that's experiencing dryness, that produce that production is not happening. So what the water-based lubricant is going to do is absorb into your vaginal walls and then create more of that moisturizer. Think of it as like if your lips are dry, your lips are chapped, right? You apply chapstick to moisturize them. Same thing you want to do with your vagina if you're experiencing dryness. 
So that water-based lubricant is going to absorb into your vaginal walls and it's just going to create that just more comfortability and just more healthy, healthy atmosphere, if you will, for your vagina. Now, if you then are going to um, engage in penetrative sex later that day, then that's where your silicone-based lubricant is going to come into play. And yes, it's okay if you have a vaginal moisturizer or a water-based lubricant. If you're using a water-based lubricant for, as a moisturizer, it is okay then to mix the silicone-based lubricant later that day. It, you won't, you should not, I, should, I can't say you won't because everybody is different, but you should not have any sort of reaction to the two of those um, kind of meeting each other inside your vagina. Um Okay, so definitely lubrication, lubrication, lubrication. I cannot stress this enough. You guys already know my my kind of take on lubricants, but for sure, if you are experiencing menopause, perimenopausal, definitely, definitely, definitely lubricant is going to be your best friend. Um, all right, now when it comes to intercourse, so again, women that are going through this, you know, quote unquote, the change, you might not be feeling so comfortable in your body. And so I want you to try to try new things and and rediscover what feels good to you because what used to feel good for you might not feel good now okay and I'm, th- I'm speaking more in terms of things that you might have engaged in for foreplay so I'll use nipple stimulation for an example pre-menopausal you may have loved nipple stimulation that was your jam you knew that was your number one turn on and then post-menopause you're like what like don't touch them right so that's just a good example some things that you used to feel good used to be into used to be a turn on might not be the key now and so this experience with sex after menopause is going to be a new time for you to rediscover that um so go back and listen to Um, either my masturbation podcast, the foreplay podcast, really any podcast leading up to today, um, because that's going to give you some ideas around that body exploration. Um, But just again, keep that open mind because you don't, you don't know what, what doors might be open for you, right? Maybe after menopause, you are super into kink and BDSM. You now like to be tied up. You like to be blindfolded. You like to be dominated. Who freaking knows? But how exciting is that to be able to explore those new things with your partner? And speaking of partners, you definitely want to make sure you're keeping them in the loop throughout all this, right? Your body just went through a massive change. Things are going to be different. And so just communicating with them, sort of that that communication, that change, and and keep t- telling them also like, hey, I also need you to keep an open mind because I'm not sure what's going to come of this. Um, and same same for them. They're not sure it's going to come, what might come of this. So really you're working together to to establish a new normal. And if you're a single woman out there that's postmenopausal, um, you don't have a partner to worry about, right? So <laughs> the more power to you to explore and that and that body exploration and masturbation, trying new things, try a penetrative toy if you've never tried that, try a nipple stimulator, try an enhancement cream, a gel, something, lotions, lubricants, all the things. Like, why not try them and see what feels good now? Okay, so then speaking in terms of that as well, so trying new things, but also regaining that confidence if you feel that is something that you lost. So you can help, there are things that you can help regain confidence both inside and outside of the bedroom. So I want you to focus on the things outside of the bedroom first. What is it right now in your life that you feel um, that you feel like you want to change, right? Is it is do you want to change your diet? Do you want to change the amount of exercise that you're um, engaging in? Do you want to do you want to have healthier friendships, right? Do you feel like maybe you need more girl time? Um, do you want to go on more dates? Do you want to? 
um, travel more? Do you want to be more adventurous? Like, what is it right now that you feel um, outside of the bedroom can help you create more of that confidence? Because I'll tell you, a woman that that 100% has that confidence, she loves herself, she loves her body, she's loving everything that she's standing for in that moment. When she then enters the bedroom to engage in any sort of intimate act, she is it is going to go much more smoother for her. She she then is one more likely to give direction in the bedroom. She's more likely to ex- to uh, receive an orgasm or achieve an orgasm, um, and she's more likely to take action. She's more likely to vo- voice and vocalize what she wants from that person that she's engaging with. So. Again, that confidence that can come from things both inside and outside the bedroom. So this is going to be different for every single person that's listening to this right now. What is it, again, that you feel like might be lacking in your life that you think if you changed would help you develop more confidence? All right. And if you're looking for a book recommendation out there, uh, Kara Alwell Leba, her book, Like She Owns the Place, I highly, highly recommend. Um, That book in itself is what really helped me personally. Um, along my journey of, of establishing more confidence in myself. Um, so great book. Again, Kara Alwell Label, Like She Owns a Place. She also just recently came out with a new book called Girl on Fire. Haven't got to read it yet, waiting for the Audible version to come out, but I already know I, I love Kara. Um, and so I would definitely recommend checking out uh, that book. Okay, so we talked lubrication. We talked uh, confidence, trying new things, keeping that open mind, keeping your partner in the loop. Um, and then last but not least, so get into the good stuff. So intercourse, you guys, is actually healthy. Um, having penetration to the vaginal area, that stretching is good. You want that stretching to happen, okay? If And if you're not having sex with somebody, um, I would definitely, you know, a vibrator is going to do the same sort of thing in terms of the stretching. Look into possibly getting a dilator set if you don't already have one of those, doing those pelvic floor exercises, so maybe you want to get some Kegel balls, but something, having some sort of penetration there, that healthy penetration is very, very good for the stretching for the stretching aspect of this. It helps increase that blood flow. It's going to help get that lubrication going again, um, and it is just it's a good thing. So, you know, for a lot of people listening to this, they're like, okay, so stretching. So I can have sex and I'm going to try all these new things. It's going to be a feel great. Um, I'm strengthening my pelvic floor muscle, right? So we have all these different benefits that are now playing into the picture when um, we do start to engage in intercourse again after menopause. So um, those are, those are the short and sweet tips that I have for you today. Um, Of course, you know, have fun, have fun with this for sure. When you're keeping that open mind, you're trying new things. Again, who knows who knows what's gonna come of this um and so just remember that whatever is happening to your body it is it is normal it is not something that hasn't ever happened to anybody before if you do think that it's something that might be abnormal definitely definitely talk to your doctor about it um gynecologist whoever it is again that you feel comfortable um and there is tons and tons of information out there um and I'm sure you are you know there are other people in your life that are either currently going through menopause or have gone through before that you can reach out to for guidance and just support really so okay hope this was helpful again happy mother's day if you didn't already send that text to that special um mom or mom figure in your life go ahead and do that because they deserve they deserve love right um all right that was it y'all i what do we have coming up we have ooh, got some fun interviews coming up actually i'm gonna be interviewing um 
around sex with those who have diabetes. Um, I'm actually interviewing tomorrow on the Glow Girl podcast, so I'll have that episode up for you guys uh, to listen to and um, another podcast recommendation for you too because Valerie sounds like a pretty cool gal. I get to meet with her tomorrow, so Thanks for listening. As always, I love, love, love your feedback. Definitely check out the Wellness Expertise site if you're looking to get some swag. Uh, I just updated a few more things. Some people reached out to me. They're like, I want a black t-shirt. I want a black tank top. So I got my um, Owning Your Sexual Self logo. It was normally in black font. I had it switched over. Well, I have one black font and one white font. So uh, the white font obviously shows up better on a black t-shirt. So Go check that out. We got some racerbacks finally starting to get nice out there. T-shirts, sweatshirts, all the good things. Uh, appreciate y'all supporting the podcast and telling your friends about it. So, uh, anyways, all right. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I can't wait to hear from you until next time. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening today and helping me change the world by spreading sex positive awareness. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under Rachel Main or check out my Linktree website in the show's bio for direct links to all my pages. You can also shop my Pure Romance store or become a Pure Romance business owner yourself by visiting pureromance.com slash Rachel Thank you again so, so much. Until next week, go out there and own your sexual self.